now I know that to be successful, I need lots of boundaries, like a ton. I'm most successful in sticking to those boundaries when I tie to something I deeply care about. And that's why I root my boundaries and my values. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Welcome to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. Over the last few weeks, I've been talking to multiple executives that I coach, and there's a common theme that has been coming up as we get to the end of the year, burnout. They are closing out their years, working very hard, meeting their deadlines to close out Q4, but they are exhausted. They are working longer hours, eating lunch at their desks, and showing up for everyone except themselves. They haven't taken off the vacation time that they thought they would by now. They've stopped doing the things that fulfill them, working out, spending quality time with loved ones, cooking, reading, you name it. They aren't doing it. And there's a guilt in that, the not doing the things that they like. And I want to tell you that I get it. I understand it. I've been there before. And there are many other people in the same place as you. You're not alone here. Here's the thing though, most of these leaders, they have the power and privilege to take some of that time, but they're worried that if they do, they may not be seen as pulling their weight or not as committed to their jobs or not being there for their teams. Here's the thing. You will be a better leader. If you are taking care of yourself, you'll have more energy. You'll be more fulfilled. It will take you less time to complete some of those tasks because you'll be more focused. Most importantly, you'll model that behavior for your team and give them permission to do the same. The number one question my mother used to always ask me when I was in school or working was, are you taking care of yourself? So I'm going to ask you the same thing. Are you taking care of yourself? If the answer is no, I want you to extend yourself some grace and then take action. Take one simple step to do one thing for yourself today. Listen to this episode, which is one of our most popular on burnout and boundaries. Do not wait for the new year to get started on building boundaries. Take one small action to finish this year strong by setting a much needed boundary. 
Listen now to learn how. Remember, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. I ask the women that I coach what they are struggling with, and most often, it's setting boundaries. I'm excited to dig in about our topic today on boundaries. Let's get started. So when I ask women that I coach what they're most struggling with, they describe this feeling of overwhelm and burnout. That sounds like I have back-to-back meetings and I don't have time to do any of my real work. I'm exhausted all of the time. There's not enough time to get everything done. I always feel behind. I can't do enough to get ahead of anything. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not eating consistently throughout the workday. I haven't done my workout routine in many weeks. I'll take time for me when it calms down at work. It's just too much. Burnout, overwhelm, exhaustion, not having control. I felt this way before myself. And one tangible way I've dealt with this is to take control of how I spend my time through setting boundaries. So how do you set boundaries? I'm going to speak from my own experience. I'm a people pleaser. I always have been. So boundaries have been hard for me because in the past, I want to live up to everyone's expectations. I want to help other people. I want them to like me, which sometimes means that I'm doing things that I really don't want to do. Spending time with on things that are just not my favorite or actually don't help me in any way. Sometimes I'm too flexible. I would say yes to things, to everyone, overcommit myself, because if I say no, then you may not like me or value me or, you know, insert any other limiting belief that you want to right there. Setting boundaries was something that I started doing throughout my career after I gave myself permission to. That was one of the biggest things that I had to do, give myself permission to do it because I didn't think I had the permission to. I had higher expectations of myself than anyone else did of me, including my manager, my clients, my family, anyone really. See, at first I thought I had to prove myself, which, you know, I I probably did, you know, in my first job and when I joined a new company, of course, there's a time where you have to, you know, be a known entity and show consistent performance, all of those kinds of things. I became more serious about setting boundaries after we had our first child My commute was really long and I'd get home and not have much time to spend with the baby before we put him to bed. And the reason I had a commute was my choice. We lived in a house closer to my husband's job. But after the long commute, sometimes taking more than an hour each way, you know, something just had to give. And guys, I did something crazy. I left work at 4.30. Can you believe it? 4.30 p.m. And I was home by 5.15 And it was glorious, pure amazingness. On the days that I quote unquote left early, I caught up on emails and work at night and it ended up being more productive for me. Later, we ended up moving to a house that cut down on my commute even more, but I kept my same working hours. Now I know that to be successful, I need lots of boundaries, like a ton. I'm most successful in sticking to those boundaries when I tie it to something I deeply care about. And that's why I root my boundaries in my values. By rooting them in your values, it helps you identify the most important boundaries that you should be keeping, and it gives you the motivation to stick to them. 
So how do you tangibly set boundaries? First, I tie it to the value. Second, I set up a system. And third, I do it consistently. So let me give you an example. So first, tying it to a value. So in the previous example of leaving at 4.30, that was rooted in my value of family. You know, getting home to spend more time with the baby was more important than getting that in that extra meeting or making sure I had more FaceTime at the office to me. The second thing is setting up a system. I had a conversation with my manager and we figured out, you know, when I'd get my work done and how I would do it in a different way. The third thing was consistency. I had to leave the office even when it would be easier to stay and work. Sometimes I would be there just trying to finish up that one last thing, you know, that last thing that you know you can finish in 10 minutes. But if I didn't leave at that time, then I'd be in traffic longer and then I wouldn't be home until six. So it was enough to get my butt out of that office chair and hightail it out of there. Did I do it every time? No, of course not. Sometimes I had meetings, but I did it more days than not, and it became my regular schedule. And over time, you know, that boundary changed. Boundaries can evolve or change over time. So in that recent example, my boundary of family, that changed as I changed jobs. So let me explain how that evolved. So first, it was still tied to my value of family. You know, I know that I am successful in meeting that value of family when I stick to family time between 6 p.m. and bedtime, which is about 8.30 for the kids. So at that time in my career, you know, I blocked out my schedule from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And that sounds a little silly, and it doesn't really sound that hard, right? Okay, after you get home from work, you don't work from 6 to 8.30. Spend time with your family, Laura. How hard is that? Well, it was harder when I moved into a global job where my meeting schedule varied a lot more. It was not uncommon to have meetings at lots of different times of of the day. And I blocked up my calendar and I didn't schedule meetings at those times. And then the pandemic happened and virtual school and all the other things. And like other working parents, I realized that we needed even more strict boundaries to work with. So guess what? I limited my hours even more to deal with virtual school needs. We had to set up a new system, new working hours and non-working hours that my husband and I split up responsibilities of virtual school in the mornings. And then we had to stay consistent. To be successful with boundaries, you know, you have to keep space for them. It looks like telling people about your boundaries and telling them more than once. You have to remind them and be okay with telling them and reminding them. And by modeling that, you can set the expectation and give others permission so that they can put boundaries into their work too. There's that idea of permission again. Sometimes others need to see it happening before they believe that they can do it too. So they give them permission. Then they're empowered to do it for themselves. Keeping my boundaries also looks a lot like saying no. Kind of a lot. Or saying no and saying a realistic expectation of what can happen. So with my pandemic working schedule, it looked like saying no to meeting requests or declining them or giving alternate times that I could meet. Even though my calendar was blocked, you know, you have to remind people about about boundaries sometimes. There are a few instances that I had meetings that I couldn't miss because I was leading them or I needed to join because of a leadership responsibility. So I made a plan. 
we went back up to the system um, in terms of intentionally, you know, planning for it, telling the meeting organizer that I needed to ensure that I could flex my time before I accepted the meeting request because of those non-working hours. I also reinforced why I was breaking my boundaries and really just thanked them for sending over so I could prepare in advance and schedule and plan. I also delegated more to my team, which meant that they delegated more to their teams or we prioritized or deprioritized. At one point, there was a cross-functional meeting that I was asked to attend, and it was you know, a recurring meeting, happened every Monday, smack dab in the middle of my non-working hours, and the, the meeting needed to be held at a specific time because of a global working group, and I wasn't going to be able to attend. I knew that. Instead, I uh, talked to the team, and we delegated the responsibility to one of my direct reports, and it gave her a stretch opportunity and visibility with the senior team. And guess what? I didn't need to be there. I trusted her to do it. And of course, she did a better job than I would have. Keeping your boundaries also looks like prioritizing and deprioritizing something. Sometimes saying no to a really great idea. You know, those projects that you get so excited about, you don't even care if you work more on them because it's just such fun, energizing work. But guess what? It's still more work. So I had to say no to good ideas, to really great things, or... If we wanted to work on it, we had to figure out what we would give up. It's in this every day that you live your values and your boundaries, the everyday decisions. Do I attend a client meeting or do I delegate it so I can work on a prioritized project? Do I go to a networking meeting or do I keep my workout plans? By holding on to your boundaries, you're creating an environment of living your values, prioritizing what's important to you. It doesn't always feel good, but you have to be consistent. Because if you don't stick to your boundaries, then no one else will. Know the objections and have an answer or a plan. And it's really not about creating this hard line and not being flexible. It's about planning for what you can hold. And there's going to be times when you can't. And give yourself grace, but try and be as consistent as possible. The more you put boundaries in place and put them into practice, the better you'll get at it. The practice of living out your values and boundaries every day with all these little things will then enable you later to practice your boundaries and live out your values when the big decisions come along. You've heard an example of my boundaries. What are yours? I'm challenging you to set up a new boundary. So let's recap. First, tie it to a value. Second, set up a system. And three, do it consistently. So first... Tie it to a value. I want you to pick one of your values. Define what success means for living that value. What's the cost of not doing it? What's the one thing you can take action on to make it happen? That's the boundary. Number two, set up the system. What needs to happen to make that boundary work? Is it consistency in your schedule? Investing in something? Saying no? Or committing your time differently? What support will you need? What will the objections be from you or from other people? And then three, try it out. And guess what? You need to celebrate that you did. Reflect on it. How did it work? What didn't? Do what works more consistently. I'll leave you with a recommendation to keep learning about boundaries. I follow and learn from Nedra Tawab. She's a therapist and boundary expert. And she has a book called Set Boundaries, Find Peace coming out on March 16th. She has really great content on setting boundaries with others and yourself. And I can't wait to get a a copy of her new book to keep learning from her.
We'll put her IG handle in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and learning together. That wraps up today's episode. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.